get ready rock out with your talk out it's the ludini rock and roll circus Ludini Rock and Roll Circus coming back at you. We are the rudest, meanest network. Well, we're not mean, but we are the rudest podcast that you are going to find out there in podcast land. So feel free to write your letters to Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, and let them know how much you freaking hate this podcast because <laughs> just just get it out of the way start typing now we'll wait actually we're not going to wait mm, you do your thing we're going to do our yeah. thing it is the ludini rock and roll circus go to ludini rock and roll circus.com to check out all the cool shit we got yes i said it is cool shit not cool hot shit, shit. no no no, no. That's cool. like hot garbage like it's a bag of hot garbage Lukewarm. No, it's mm, cool shit <clears throat> delicious <laughs> this is shit that's been like taken out and set out to cool for a little bit you know yeah. what I mean oh, got all yeah. the stink out of it and everything yes. it's all exactly right. what you want ludinirockandrollcircus.com our, uh, uh, our YouTube archive is there our interview archive is there all the back podcasts all the bios links to merchandise anything you could ever want to satisfy all your Ludini needs ludinirockandrollcircus.com um, check out Rock Rage Radio Radio.com and download that free app, right, Mr. Pittsburgh? How much does it cost? Exactly. <laughs> it's effing free. I don't swear. I just say effing. Actually, oh. I do swear. But it's it's a free uh, app. You get, you hear great music programming like the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, as well as a great show that I keep hearing about called Hot Licks with Lily Six. Yeah. Lily, Lily, Lily V6 is here, by the way. Yay! Yes. Yes. The, the Lily is back. The Sixer, the Sixer is back. So the elusive sixer, the elusive sixer. She's uh, she's been doing all kinds of stuff. She's going to tell us of her exploits nice. of of to and fro and where she's been and all the near things. And far exactly. <clears throat> so check that out at rockrageradio.com. And please do not forget to patronize our good friends at Wolf's Customs. Wolfie. You can find them at wolfscustoms.online. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh, Sure, we have a lot to do tonight. There's yeah. all three of us here. All three of us have been busy bees and doing sure. all kind of fun stuff. Sure. So get that out of the way. And um, so Lily hasn't been here in a while, so let's catch up. Ladies with Lily. first. Well. And so let's. That's no lady. That's Lily. That's but, right. Close um, enough. <laughs> let's go ahead, Lily. Why don't you go ahead and tell the kids at home? Just give us a quick overview. And I know you went to a couple of good shows. I so did. Maybe we could talk about that too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But um, most importantly, I went to the good shows. So last week, I was invited to go to Madonna by my big girl job. Uh, we were in the Lexus Loge. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing show. She sounded great. Whether or not she was lip syncing, I have no idea. I don't care. She sounded great. She does not look as bad as she does online. She does, Obviously, she's had work done, but she doesn't look all puffy and all of that. So it okay. must have been like right after yeah. the surgery that those uh, photos were posted. But it was such a good time. It was like a whole party. Um, they had a DJ beforehand, as they always do for Madonna. And um, I think it's Bob the Drag Queen was you said, the MC. You said Hole. I did say I hole. Wanna, I didn't want to disturb her flow, but yeah, I heard it too. Oh my god! Well, work invited my sister and I out to that, so everything was complimentary, and it was oh, a wonderful nice. time. Oh, so awesome. She did go on after ten o'clock. 
Of course. And she was not done until like 12.30, but that's okay. So. I uh, I did see your Facebook about that. Like, uh, it was almost 10, still no, but not somebody that met with you. I, I think know. it was my sister maybe probably was, maybe who said there. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next day, I had Extreme and Living Color at Woo! the Carnegie Library Homestead Music Hall. Nice. Uh, amazing show. Again, Living Color actually stole the show over Extreme. Extreme sounded great, as they always do, but uh, Living Color was definitely the awesome one of the evening. Um and that was last Tuesday, and last night I went to Enough's Enough with Bad Marriage, Xander Demos Band, and Mischief. And oh, cool. uh, I didn't stay for um, mm-hmm. the entire Enough's Enough set because I have seen them like 12 times. But <laughs> Bad Marriage was amazing, Xander's was amazing. Xander's guitar skills are just yeah, he's off crazy. Charts, yeah. uh, Mischief is a cover band, so a lot of fun. V- variety of covers. She went from Alanis to like... Uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> so wow. Yes, wow. she, she had quite. Maiden. Yes, she had quite the range, and I uh, got a ton of shows coming up too. So nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. What shows are coming up? I have Brian Adams. That's I have nice. Alestorm. I have Queensrÿche, Toto, Styx, Foreigner, Iron Maiden, New Kids on the Block. Wow. Amy and I are going to go to that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. Wow. Nice. You got the I'm right a- stuff, <laughs> baby. And I will be singing every song. Sounds cool. Cool. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff happening. Good job. Good job. Um, Mr. Pittsburgh, what's going on with you, buddy? Hi. Uh, So I I've been hearing about this documentary on Netflix called The Greatest Night in Pop, and it's um it's a documentary about the making of We Are the World. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Right? It's really good. I'm like, "Eh, it's a bunch of pop stars, blah blah blah, but it was really good. It went through the um. You know, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, and Lionel Richie said, hey, if the white boys can help, you know, the people in Africa, why why can't us, you know? So they're like, okay, let's do that. So they, uh, what? Go ahead. What are you trying to say there? <laughs> um, but it goes through the, the songwriting process. And then they're like, how are we going to get all these guys, all these singers in one building at the same time? Because you know, they wanted to get it out as fast as possible. And they're like, the American uh, Music Awards is in town in like three oh, weeks. Everybody's going to be in for that. Yeah, nice. so it was really cool. So it was really neat to see them get people, you know, they, they literally would just like send them out cassettes of the song and say, hey, can, can you do this? Can you do this? This is the night. Uh, a lot of them said yes. Um, there, there was one. Uh, remember Sheila E? Yeah. yeah, of course. All right. Well, there was a big rivalry between Prince and Michael Jackson at the time. And they okay. really wanted Prince to perform on this song also, right? So they, they said to Sheila, we really like your singing. Would you like to come and be on this song? And she's like, oh, my God, what an honor. Yeah, because she was just, just barely getting noticed at this okay. point. And um, so she's like, yeah, I'd love to do it. So the whole night, they're like... Do you know where Prince is right now? <laughs> They're like, we're going to give you a solo. We're working out your solo. You know how the different artists did solo. Right. Okay. But uh, can you can you call Prince? Can you see if he can? So they, in other words, they just wanted Sheila E to get Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So she sang in like the whole chorus section, but didn't get her solo. Didn't get a solo. Yeah. But it was like really cool to see. And, and, you know, I remember the song. And you're kind of overwhelmed with all these voices. But when, like in the documentary, they'll like focus on one person working on the vocals and you're like god damn it steve perry can sing <laughs> you know <laughs> even cindy lopper you know you're like wow her rage and um so uh da, 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 dude da, da, da. bob dylan has a solo on it 
That was interesting. That was Make really a better day for you and me. That was really interesting. <laughs> I have, I, for, it's unforgettable. Yeah, uh, it's just like all these like oh, giant voices. And you can you can thank him. Stevie Wonder for that. Okay, oh, why? Boy. Because Bob Bob's very he's very quiet, and so it'd come for his little part there, and he'd be like, I don't know, guys. I just he was like really unsure of himself because <laughs> he was out of his thing. So they took him over to Stevie, um, yeah, Stevie Wonder. And Stevie started playing it, and he mimicked Bob Dylan's voice, so Bob could hear what it's supposed to sound like. And wow. then he went back to the mic and knocked it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of lot of cool stuff there. That's uh, <clears throat> wow. Did you hear the? You, we talk about the conspiracy theory that Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Oh yeah, yeah we talked about. That. I'm pretty sure he's not blind. Yeah, um, he'll be on his deathbed, and he's like, "Gotcha." <laughs> <laughs> so. Anything else, Mr. Pittsburgh? No, that's about it, man. I, I thought that was really... I've been wanting to see it, but not sure if I wanted to see it. I'm really glad I, I saw it. I'll have cool. to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it is really cool. Good. That sounds like the greatest night in pop. Yep. I will have to check that out. I have a Blu-ray that I am going to loan you before you leave um, to, uh, to today. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a uh, documentary about one of my favorite bands in the world, oh, Triumph. Yeah. It's called Rock and oh, Roll yeah, Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was actually had a theater uh, theatrical release huh. um, a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, and it, it tells the story of how the band Triumph got together and their uh, their rise to fame, including their sort of uh, being a little freaked out at being on the bill on Metal Day right. for the US Festival <laughs> with Van Halen. Yeah, we don't really think we're And um yeah. once after after by the time they get to that part in the story, uh-huh. you've you've heard Rick Emmett do a lot of stuff that you're not maybe familiar with him doing on the guitar. Right. And you realize he could absolutely hold his own <laughs> with Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. He, like he's like he to- totally he totally crushed it. They were very ecstatic to be like a part of it. They're like they're they are like just three very regular guys. Yep. They all like there's they still have the same wives. Like they never mm-hmm. did any like the celebrity stuff right. or any of that. Very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know what I mean? They're just they're just chill can, three guys from Canada. That's why Canada. <laughs> you know, I mean, they just then you <laughs> know just were like, and they made an uh, a a concerted effort when with the songwriting to do something different as opposed to like everybody else was singing about you know sex and partying and stuff, and they wanted to do something. They they intentionally wanted to write music that was like maybe more uplifting or would have a kind of more of a positive vibe or whatever. And um, so that is why they have these songs like Hold On and Magic right, Power right. and Fight the Good Fight and, and all these songs. Um, it's very uh, touching. Uh, they have some, They there's an entire like triumph um, appreciation society that's oh, cool. really, really big. And the story culminates with triumph opening up their Warehouse. They have these warehouses uh-huh. with all no their way. history of everything, oh, going back to the very their very first T-shirts. And, yeah, those trailer, trailer park boys oh, are in it. Great bubbles. Um, <laughs> trailer park boys are in it. I love it. And um, they turn it into a museum for like uh, for like a day, and oh, wow. they invite their most hardcore fans. Oh, that's fun. Oh man, how cool would that be? Yeah. yeah. And you were invited. Some of these, some of these people have. Really intense stories that yeah. you know, and how Triumph's music really helped them. It's very, I'm mean, gonna huh. get a little choked up. It's uh, really good. Um, 
absolutely a not miss if you're into uh, uh, rock and roll. It's funny. <laughs> At the time, though, they were kind of in the kind. They played the Us Festival on Metal Day with Van Halen. Yeah. You know, I don't even think of Van Halen as metal, but, you know. Exactly. At that time, it was like the metal was a much looser word, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. with heavy guitars was Yeah, but Triumph. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. them on there, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and they crushed. They did a great job. They they did not. They wrote, totally rose the occasion, but uh, cool. it's something you guys want to check out. Um, I wanted to mention a rest in peace to Wayne Kramer. You guys know Wayne Kramer? Wayne Kramer is one of the founding members of the band, the MC5. Mm. Oh, okay. And he passed away uh, last week, a week or so ago. American guitarist, singer, songwriter. Uh, Kramer came to prominence in the 60s as a co-founder of the Detroit rock band, the MC5, a group known for their powerful live performances and radical left-wing political stance. The MC5 broke up amid government harassment, poverty, (laughs) and drug abuse. For uh, Kramer, this led to several fallow years as he battled drug addiction before re- uh, returning to an active recording and performing schedule in the 90s. Kramer also founded the independent initiative Jail Guitar Doors USA with Billy Bragg. Um, so uh, check that out. Uh, check out some, listen to some MC5 this week in uh, memory of. Uh, Wayne Kramer. He is on this Rolling Stone list of 100 greatest guitarists. Oh, really? Nice. As well. So, All right. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so we wanted to mention that. Um, this is. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of uh, guitarists, uh, yes. it is internet today. We're recording on February 13th. Uh, it is International uh, Guitar Rock Day. Mm. Did not know uh, that. Absolutely, absolutely. And if I you go the to memo. if you go to GrooveyardRecords.com. They are a, uh, it's an excellent record label with uh, a lot of artists from places like Greece and the Netherlands mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that play like, that are all, all feature some really hot guitar player that you, whose name you don't know, but you should. Right. Um, so go, if you go to their website, they are in celebration of International Guitar Rock Day. This isn't just going to be for today. It's going to go for a little bit. They're giving away, like a, one of their artists has just put out a new record. They're giving it away for anybody who buys a record they're gonna, uh-huh. they're gonna give you this they're gonna give you an initial one for free so, oh, that's cool. nice. so check it out yeah. there you go cool. <clears throat> um, watched a weird movie called The Lord of Mis- Misrule mm. and um, it's like if you've ever seen um, The Wicker Man mm-hmm. yes okay it's in that vein okay it's like reminding me a little bit of The Wicker Man it's a contemporary movie it just came out recently um I wouldn't say if you. It's uh, it's like a mysterious, creepy. It isn't like nice. I don't know what scares you in twenty twenty four. The news. Right <laughs> there, you go. So like, so is this really scary? I, I wouldn't say that it's really scary. Not really. There is like, but it's it's got like a cool vibe, you know. But it's chill. It's like, it, it's a slow burn. Um. Do you guys? This is yes. a little trivia question. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Do you guys know the name of the song that's the theme song for Taxi? It's an actual song. And no. It has a name. Wow. There's no way. Uh, do, do, do. It's written by Bob James. It's called Angela. Oh. Really? Yes. Interesting. And it was I not, not going to be the theme for Taxi. Um, they had picked another song, and I believe it was another Bob James. Bob James is a uh, very accomplished uh, jazz or a uh, jazz artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they picked another song. But when they heard Angela, they just fell in love with it to the point where oh, they scrambled geez. to kind of re-edit the beginning and everything right, right. to get this to song, that song as, the, yeah. as the beginning huh. song. Oh, that's cool. It was just something I ran across. I would have never known that. I, I thought know it was kind of interesting little thing here. Um, you know what I want to say to you? What? Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whatever. There you go. Lot cut, right? Oh, my God. Um, so this is fun. Yes. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and take a quick look at this. All right. This is good. So so in the in the in just I don't know what's going on with everybody. Um, Brad Whitford has like a bunch of his gear on reverb. Oh, uh-huh. and um we just we a couple years ago we had the big David Gilmore right you know what yeah. I mean and Eric Clapton a couple years before that well Mark Knopfler I guess is getting in on it oh mm. and like look at all these guitars that he sold to Christie's oh, in, in, in amps and stuff Whoa. like that this Les Paul right here go away yeah. I don't need no I'm not, I don't, want, need, I don't need to get on the list um, this <laughs> Les Paul right here is went for lot ten went yeah. for five hundred ninety two thousand dollars what. Yeah, it's pretty. Wow, damn. no. Yeah, I mean, like he has a whole bunch of these guitars. I mean, like a whole shit. This is his Pensa Sur guitar that um, John Sur made oh, for okay. him. Okay, yeah, yeah. In the late eighties, at five hundred thousand. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's just like. Well, let me just get my checkbook. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. start. start How much are her picks? <laughs> Tr- uh, Tr- hey, Mark Trogley. <laughs> Did a thing with, uh, on on it. I didn't watch all because he's. I just can't stand Trogley's too. His voice <laughs> nice. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, he was um, mm-hmm. saying that you know he really thought he was going to get one, and he was no. I'm just kidding. Um, here's another Les Paul that went for 113,000. Wow. Oh, the resonator. Yeah, oh, there's a resophonic guitar that went for a hundred thousand um, dollars. This is probably the guitar on the cover of Brother in Arms. It's probably yeah. one of the reasons oh, why. Oh, that's why. Yeah, why yeah. It was I so, believe you're that's, right. That's, that's it. He's got a Marshall amplifier for thirty-five thousand. This is that funky. Uh-huh, like, Kevin Paul knows what this is called. Artist. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Les Paul artist forty-four thousand. Look at the flame on that. Even from the small picture, you can tell it's got a beautiful flame. But this this Les Paul went for uh, six hundred ninety three thousand. Do you think they're originals? Is that why he bought these guitars? These are his guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I wonder the, if they're actual like fifty eight through. No, 60. no, 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 no. Not at all. Not oh, at all. They're just that, like... no. He bought that that guitar. I'm pretty sure is the one that he bought at uh, like. He, at Manny's or something. Wow. So it's yeah, he just basically bought, just it was, it was a new. It was like he bought it like in 81 or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it ended up was that's the guitar wow. he plays money, played money for nothing on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's in yeah. the video and, and the whole thing. So it's a piece of rock and roll history. You know? Yeah, it is. So, I mean, like, look at all these crazy guitars he has. Dan Elect- EKO, Dan Electros. You think he's going to do like, all that money? Yeah. Well, I think these, usually these guys, auction <laughs> these off for, for charity, right? Usually, I don't, know, Usually. I don't know the story behind it. I don't know. The, I don't know anything about Mark. Here's a uh, Les Paul special could be for sixty. Here's, here's one you can afford. Here's a Les Paul special for six, only sixty nine thousand. Oh yeah. Listen, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, these are crazy, yeah, man. These are like wild. But anyway, this thought is kind of interesting. Yeah, Neil Schoen cool, has uh, has also, but I don't think he auctioned. I think he just put them up for sale. Um, but he sold a bunch as well uh, yeah. over the, in the past few couple of years. Um, so um, I like. So oh, real quick, did you, did anybody here watch the Super Bowl? I did. Okay, so did tell not. us, give us your thoughts on the halftime show. I okay. 
Um, Don't be afraid. Say what you guys say. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I only us. watched it for the halftime show because Usher okay. is a thing with me from when I was like doing my club days and uh-huh. like Diesel in the South Side. I think uh, it was. Diesel. I think it was awesome because he had Ludacris on there doing some of the songs. He had Alicia Keys doing some of the songs. I liked it. I did not go crazy like all the women did when he took his shirt off. But oh, I did. No, I thought. I figured. <laughs> I figured you did. But I thought it was great. The I heard the comment the next day, and I told the guy, "You win the internet for the day." Oh God, this was I'm his afraid. comment. Yes, I don't understand why they would have an usher singing and dancing when he should be helping people find their seats. <laughs> nice. Is that for real? Somebody wrote that. It was, was that somebody, made a, a somebody made a comment. Oh my God, that's and great. I said that's like the, you win talk. the internet today, sir. You win the internet. <laughs> Silly talk. Um, I right just, there. I didn't even watch it online. There was really nothing about it that like was going to interest me. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm not even, I'm not a hater over it either. I don't really care. It's like, just not uh, your bag. <laughs> I wouldn't really care. Um, you guys all know my philosophy on football. It is a, it is a sport for latent homosexuals. Men like and- Touching men and grabbing men. All right. Yeah, that's what they are. Slapping men. There's men in tight pants, bent men in tight pants, bent over, grabbing each other's asses, piling on. What I will say about it was, I I really wanted to play a game with everybody who was at Amy's uh, party. Uh Um, We would take a shot every time they panned on Taylor Swift, and we would have been drunk. You would have been gone. So yeah, Yeah. but nobody wanted to do it. You know what? She's dating a footballer. I know. Yeah, of course. That's it. That's all I know. A footballer. I, I, the one footballer. who won. That's a British expression. <laughs> right then. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I don't care. Like, right. I, it, it, yeah, it was just And funny. I don't, and I have to say, too, I just to be official, even though this is a Ludini rock and roll circus and we're all about the rock and roll, I have no, like, problems with Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like, she's a, she's a fa- famous, she's a, a very popular female pop singer like like Madonna like who was popular in my era and hey, then like Britney man. Spears after her and then who was it? Lady Gaga mm-hmm. after her sure. so, right. so there's she's always going to be the one. next in the generation <laughs> and you're always you're always going to have that you know attractive young lady cute voice she happens to be um from what i understand um she's respected as a songwriter I don't. I don't. Like I said, I yeah, wouldn't don't know. Listen. I don't know enough. Well, the, you know, you know the singer songwriter Ryan Adams. You know that? Yes, is? sure. Um, he did an album where he covered. It was all Taylor Swift tribute album. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, he did it in his. Didn't even know. In his style. Yeah. Huh. Um. So. Um. um uh, this is kind of interesting. Um, I started following this channel on YouTube, and I would recommend it to everybody. Called uh, Otis uh, Otis Gibbs. He's a um, I don't know his exact background, but he seems to know a lot of people in the business, and he tells great stories. He's got this very kind of like you know you know this sit down by the fire kind mm-hmm. of tell you a story, but the stories are all about rock and roll and music and artists and stuff like that. But he was telling a story about um, a new article, an interview with Pete Townsend and Rolling Stone where Pete Townsend was sort of giving advice to Neil Young. Oh, <laughs> oh. and, um, and it was, uh, was done in very like, with no, with no act, Acrimony, or, or yeah. he wasn't being shitty. Pete was literally doing it like out of good humor, mm-hmm. and said that like you know he said that when when the Who did Who's Last in 1982, right? When they finished, they had no money. They were broke. Yeah, it was a fucking joke. <laughs> and um, so he just immediately started licensing as much as he didn't want to do it, and a lot of things made him cringe. Right. He started licensing the Who's music to. Movies and TV right. and commercials. Right. Well, I guess when a CSI 
yeah. came out and they used that song Who Are You uh-huh. they says we exploded that's what caused us to get back together exactly. and start touring again because yeah. like it was a, all of a sudden it was a giant man it was all these years of, famous again mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like that was really cool but he said he says this is the advice I give to Neil Young he says like he says he shouldn't be managing his own catalog because like he says what's what, and he feels what's happened with Neil's music is that like nobody's hearing it right people people are hearing the Who's music like sure. why right. not you know what I mean? Times have kind of changed. You know what I mean? And like, this is how people hear me. Like, rat. Yeah. Commercial. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. You know? Guess what? Now Stuff they're like popular. That, yeah. you know? So he was kind of telling Neil to kind of like, maybe you should like, you know, put it out there a bit. It was it was, it was interesting. Um, and uh, this is one I just want to finish up with. Um, do you guys know who, um, either one of you familiar with the band or heard of the band called the Kentucky Headhunters? Yeah, of course. Okay. So Dumas Walker. Okay, yep, you got it. So, <laughs> so Chris Martin from the um, Kentucky Headhunters has this 1958 Les Paul that has a very interesting story. Um, he was they were on tour in the 90s when they were breaking. They became good friends with Hank Williams Jr. So you can see that like those mm-hmm. two artists would go together really, sure. really well yeah. on a tour, and they toured together for like two years straight. And he got nice. to be really tight, and he would bring the headhunters up to play on his set sure, with him yeah, and everything yeah. like that. And um, at um, the at the end of one of the tours, Chris was admiring um, Hank's '58 Les Paul, of and he says, "Well, why don't you go and?" You know, you why don't you go and like take it, like you know? And he was like, "Yeah, well, we're gonna do a video, and I kind of like to have a Les Paul for it." And you know, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you can borrow it." You know, and uh-huh. he's, you know, I'm probably not gonna. Stay. It was like the end of the tour. He's like, "I'm probably not gonna see you for a while. It's gonna be okay." He's like, "It's fine, it's fine." So he didn't see him for like a year. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, about a year later, it was Hank's birthday, and they were invited to come and jam and hang out. Uh-huh. And so they, he brought the guitar back, and him and right. his manager went to Hank's uh, van, uh, uh, bus, and yeah. was like, hey, "You know, here, thank you so much. We were." appreciate you using this guitar he goes why don't you just keep it <laughs> okay, this is one of those guitars that's worth hundreds of thousands of yes right. yes um and um and this guitar has a very interesting history this guitar was owned by ed king okay from leonard skinner sure okay ed um sold it ed got it from a gospel group that he so and then he ended up selling it to um Groon Guitars, which okay. is they deal in a lot of vintage yep, guitars, yep. um, kind of like the Norms, you know, Norms like Rare Guitars, thing, yeah. You know? And um, that's where Ed, Ed King, Ed, no, Ed, that's no, I have it backwards. Somehow it ended up at Groon's, it ended up in the hands of Ed, then Ed, I believe, sold it to Hank, or oh, vice okay. versa. Okay. In any case, in any case, um. Uh, and a lot of people have ended up playing um, this guitar. Um, Warren Haynes, he'd lo- he'd let Warren Haynes use yep, it. Yep. Joe Bonamassa has played it. A bunch of like famous rock stars have played this guitar. Is probably like this is one of those things. Is probably when this guy passes away, if he doesn't, if his kids, you know, need to get rid of it or for some reason or whatever, will probably go for a big, big, big bucks, yeah. money. Yep. Yeah, it's really, really interesting the heritage behind oh, that's the guitar. Cool. Yeah, Otis uh, Gibbs was interviewing him and like he was gobsmacked at the whole thing, and I was too. And like it was just, just very, very cool. So there's, um, there's that word again. I know gobs. <laughs> We're, we're having a chin wag, aren't we about it? Right, we're having a chin wag, aren't we? Then? Yeah. I was all stabbed when there you said that. Oh, all goodness right, gracious. All right. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Okay. So let's talk about. So I don't know what. I, I remember um, this record coming out and it just like crushing. 
Like it was just this is for unlawful carnal knowledge by Van Halen, um, and it really it came out. And I while while Lily's going to talk about it for a second, while you're doing it, Lil, I'm going to pull up some other stuff that was happening in music and in kind of entertainment. In, with 1991? Yes. Okay. Right. So Lily's going to kind of give us a sort of like the Ladies introduction here on this, on this record. Nice. So for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, which when I say it too fast, I can't understand myself. <laughs> uh, Van Halen, June 17th, 1991. Often abbreviated as... Uh-oh. F-U-C-K. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never oh made the connection. God, no. When did this happen? <laughs> I hate you guys. Ninth studio album and is the third to feature vocalist Sammy Hagar. Uh, debut- debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 and maintained the position for three consecutive weeks. Um, the album marked a record in the band's history, seeing six seeing six of its 11 tracks released as singles. That would be Pound Cake, Right Now, Run Around, Top of the World, Man on a Mission, and The Dream is Over. Wow. Uh, the album marked the first time the band had um, Ted Templeman working in a producer capacity since 1984, when David Lee Roth was still the lead singer. Uh, the title came from lead singer Sammy Hagar, who wanted to push the issue of censorship by naming Van Halen's album with a vulgarity, <laughs> stating, That's when censorship was a big issue. I wanted to name the album just Fuck. The tour promoting the album was unofficially named F-U-C-K in live. That great. <laughs> Um, the album itself was marketed as the return to Van Halen's hard rock roots, with most songs being guitar-driven and the synth sound being replaced by pianos. Uh, the album got mixed reviews from critics. Rolling Stone, of course, poo-pooed it as they do everything else, um, saying it's so stuffed with zigzagging guitars and blustery vocals that it almost forgets to rock. But we don't care what Rolling Stone says. Um, it, it did win the 1991 Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance. Um, I think that is all I have on just an overview, but I have stuff for the songs when we get to that. We're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, some other albums that came out same year. Yes. You maybe heard a couple of these. Nah. Maybe. <laughs> Metallica, self-titled black album, Metallica. Oh, yeah. I don't know that one. Oh. <laughs> Pearl Jam, 10. Use Your Illusion, 1 and 2. <laughs> wow. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger, and Nirvana's <clears throat> Nevermind. So a lot of grunge. So, <laughs> you know, a lot, but like not all grunge. I mean, no, no, no. Guns N' Roses and Metallica, you know what I mean? The rock is representing there. Legit. It's, it's, it's there. All big albums, though. But all really like majorly classic, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, right. albums that, uh, that that came out. And that's, um, so, you know, do we get that now? We could talk about that another time. But um, but those are some <laughs> of the big records that were out at the same time. Yeah. As so that sort of shows you the climate. Um, the One of the things I always liked um, about this record was it sounds very different from their previous Sammy Hagar album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's a, I think it's a lot edgier. I think it sounds a lot more um, like heavy rock. Um, also, um, I don't think that they were really even anticipating I don't even think they were even aware of Nirvana um, <laughs> so I don't think this was yeah. any attempt to like um, try to like oh we gotta keep up with a new no, right, right. Yeah, not at I all I can't see that uh, and yes no. Ted Templeman is on this record but the main producer is on this record is Andy Johns mm-hmm. and um, Andy John. they hired Andy Johns because Andy Johns worked with people like uh, maybe some bands you may be, maybe have heard of like Led Zeppelin no. and oh Company yeah, and yeah I've heard of like that they were, um, the, Ed wanted to hear the drum sound um, from uh, when the levee breaks. Uh-huh. And so that's why they wanted to hire Andy Johns. Um, it 
Sammy Hagar says it sounds like that. I do totally disagree. I think it's a great sounding album, but I don't think it has the drum sound from When the Levee Breaks. I don't think it's no, like well, that at all. No, uh, they no. recorded it at Ed's studio. Oh, okay, uh, fifty-one fifty. Yeah, yeah. So they, so you know, you know, they would have had to go somewhere to to do drums like that. They would need a big hall or something like that mm-hmm, to do drums mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, um, the other thing was uh, Sammy and Ed were. Um, well, you know, Sammy said that they were actually kind of lazy at that time. They had had two really big records. Yeah, and. Um, like they were buying sports cars every day <laughs> and like racing each other and seeing whose sports car right. was bad, mine's better than yours, stuff like that. Like kids. And um, and uh, so they were having too busy having fun. So this record took a, over a year wow. to actually make because mm-hmm. they just weren't, their heads weren't quite in the game as they were. You know, when they first did a record with Sammy Hagar, like they really had to prove themselves, you know. Exactly. What I mean? like we had, yeah. You know, we're not Van. Hey, we don't have uh, David Lee Roth in the band, so like we really have to step up and make sure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you would think a couple albums in a row, they'd be like really like sweating. So they had were kind of chilling a little bit um, on this record, and uh, which I think is uh, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, Mr. Pittsburgh, is there anything you would like to add to the conversation? Uh, no, not until we get into the songs. If we want to get into the songs. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to go ahead and get into the songs. Hey, all right, let's get right to it. <laughs> do you want to go ahead and talk, or do you want me to no, talk? You, no, you have everything. We're going to swim, or all, everybody gets to talk. Oh, my God. This is not up like who I get to talk. She's talking to my dad, we get to talk. Oh, all right, Dad. I, I like Lily to talk. <laughs> the first song is Pound Cake. Okay, let's have a little listen. <laughs> yeah, I like the pound her cake. What? Why? Wow. Who said that? I like the pound her cake. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> Let's give it a little I hate you so much. Oh, there it is. And as you can hear, the sound of a battery-operated power drill, which Eddie held to the pickups of his guitar and revved, creating the intro. Um, Explaining the lyrical influence of the song, Sammy Hagar said that he liked people who were like Pound Cake. That is, what you see is what you get, nothing to hide. In a 1991 interview with the Indianapolis Star, he said it was a positive way to say the dream is over and to find another dream. Changes have to be made. Um, um, There is the drill. Yes. Yeah. Which was <laughs> very important. Like, the what beginning. Is There's that? also something else at the beginning, and I'm not going to go back and revisit it, but uh, a lot of people say, oh, there's like, you know, 15 seconds of silence before the song starts. There actually there is a, isn't there's even, a conversation. There's a little yeah. bit of a conversation yeah. there. Do you know what it is? I could, some people have heard different things. I don't know. But Eddie is. Says something and Sammy says something. Then somebody says, "Come on, let, let, let's let's do it" or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And you hear somebody putting a cassette tape. Oh, yeah. it's fun. real quick, but yeah, yeah. That, it's very quick. Yeah, very nice. Um, Are you checking out Michael Anthony's bass line? Yep. I mean, that's tough. Very precise. Very precise. Again, this is something I really love here. When they get into this, check out what he what, what they do in the verse here. Uh, uh, Sammy and Eddie do a, like a call and response. This is really cool. 
Miami, Eddie. Sally. That's fun. I mean, yeah, Eddie exactly. isn't all about shredding and, nope, you know nope. what I mean? Although he can. Like, it's insanely musical and it's fun. You're right. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's like kind of tickles your ear. I love when guys do shit like that. It's just, that's how little You stuff. like it when guys tickle your ear. <laughs> yes, I do love when just, men tickle You heard it ear. here live, folks. I'm going to the men tickling conference uh, <laughs> you know, after, after the podcast. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, man. <laughs> we can have secrets. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they should TMI. remain secrets sometimes, yeah. So- um. Yeah, we. Um. Yeah, I think that that is just freaking sweet. Yeah. And um, and I love how the chorus is real big and kind of like an anthem, and it's the leads off the album. Yep. So the next song is going to be this little thing called Judgment Day. Go ahead. I don't have a whole lot on this, but it's one of the fastest fastest songs on the album, basically critiquing the growth or the growing Christian conservative agenda at the time. that bass uh-huh. same thing yep boy Mike Lampley's getting a real workout first two songs yeah I was just going to say. God, I love his voice. Like a choir singing behind him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, let God be my judge. You know, you, you motherfuckers mm-hmm. aren't going to sit here and judge me and tell me, I'll wait till judgment day. Let, let, let's see what God says about it. Exactly. It's kind of a cool, kind of a, kind of a cool thing. Uh, you have any stuff you want to say about that, Mr. P? Not, no, I remember I, I listened to it again today. And the same thing, like you said, like he's not using a pick. Anthony's not using a pick. That's his fingers. Oh. And, and they're very precise. Very precise. Yeah, like, there's well, no yeah, wobbling. Could, two good examples right there. If you, yeah, in case you were yeah. counting uh, Michael Anthony out or you know poo pooing nope. him, he's a here good, we go. He's a good <laughs> player. Here's a here's a little song. <laughs> <laughs> this is a call, song called Spanked. This is the third track on the album. So I out with some feedback here. Feedback.
that is a fucking yeah, kick-ass cool riff. riff yeah. Is that what is that, Kevin? Is he using? Um, is he tuned down, or is that a baritone guitar or something? That, listen to that. Yeah, listen to it. Or is it some sort of signal processor? Who knows? Not me. Lily doesn't know. I was looking for his gear on this album, uh, uh-huh. and um, uh, there's probably a YouTube video somewhere about yeah. it. But I, um, two things I did know is he's playing his um, Wolfgang. Okay. On this yeah. at this point, his his music man Wolfgang. Not yep. The, not the, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, he his marshals were no longer functioning. They were Oh really? Yeah. They so I when I first heard this record, I because I was such a Van Halen nerd, I'm like, his sound is a little different. Yeah. Like it it, it was his sound, but it was a little bit different. So he's using the uh, uh Soldano SLO one hundred, which fucking everyone had at this time. Um and uh, Mark Knopfler was using it. Mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen was using it. Eric Clapton was using it. I mean, just it was like it was very, very, very popular amongst guitar players. Very high end uh, boutique amplifier. Yeah. Um, if you want, if you want to buy an original now, you're probably looking five, six grand at least to get one. So, Lily, do you have something? Because I wanted to talk about this. This is a uh, fun song. So it's all. Not only are the lyrics provocative, but the sound is provocative. It's uh, yep. it's about phone sex. Uh, there were 900 numbers this, at the time. This is something yes. that doesn't exist anymore. Guys. I know. I was thinking about that today like, as I was listening. Like, I'm like, I know. I'm like 900 yeah. numbers. Like that was the thing. Like yeah. you wanted to get busy, but you know, you, there was no porn. There was no online porn. You 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 dialed one 900, and after they transferred you like six times and ate up about twenty dollars. <laughs> right, right. Then you, then got you finally got to, got to talk to somebody. somebody yeah. I wouldn't know anything about it. I somebody no? said that. Somebody told oh, me. Okay. Uh huh. Sure, sure. Good. <laughs> um, it's about the uh, the 900 numbers why Sammy tells us we can reach the spank line at 1-900-SPANKED. <laughs> I don't think this was a thing for me. So I'll just I'll just call my boyfriend and do that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a thing, you know, for lonely guys. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you'd call, you know, you'd call and there was like they, and these lumbers would come on TV, lumbers. These numbers would come on television. Yeah, they're lumbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have pretty girls saying, you right, know, right. I'm waiting to I'm talk waiting to, you, to talk I was to eight you. when this came out. <laughs> and, and it was like you were like, you know, like and it was always on late night TV, like exactly. USA Up all, all night, night. Yeah. would run commercials. With Hi, that. I'm Rachel. Uh, you had to say Rachel of all the names in the world. <laughs> I didn't want to say Lily Six well, and start some rumors. Listen, <laughs> please. Yeah, true. Great jam. Yeah. Great jam. <laughs> we are talking about Runaround. I like this one. Okay, plug your ears for a second, Lily. What Rush song starts up? <sighs> time stands still. Time stands still. Say you already thought about it. You guys find an excuse to talk about them every time. <laughs> yeah, she's on to us. <laughs> this is harmonics again. Don't like it when it's cut right. And don't like to make a future plans. 
like he's playing Michael Anthony's holding it down and he's uh-huh. playing like a whole like riff yeah. over here you know what I mean like and Sammy like it's very cool for like a heavy band like you think of heavy bands like Metallica a lot of times like sort of like all chugging together but like they don't do that and it still sounds kick ass Again. Playing the tambourine. Yeah. Do you have anything on the tambourine on this one, Lily? Sorry, we're geeking out on the music. No, <laughs> I don't have tambourine. I thought I could find it. I guess it's probably just Alex, right? Do you have anything on this? Um, so, so it's a very upbeat sounding song. It's like sure. one of my favorite songs on the album, but it's about heartbreak. So oh. it's, it's deceiving. It's all about heartbreak. Um, he said that um, his mm. wife was had gone had had a nervous breakdown and who sammy's yeah okay Okay. and that he was dealing with that and trying to support her so he couldn't just because what they would did a lot of times for the previous records was they would just kind of go lock themselves in the studio right right right. and just not bang it out and that was another reason why it took a year to do because he was he was just like i just couldn't go like live at the studio um i think it's a beautiful song yeah me too Definitely one of my faves. This is, I think, the strangest song in the album. Yeah. yeah. This is called Pleasure Dome. <laughs> Pleasure Dome. <laughs> Decreed by Kubla Khan, right? <laughs> Rush. It's all about Rush. I have that Tonight in on the Van Halen podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I didn't. I wanted to mention this on the last song and the couple yes. of songs. I keep forgetting to like didn't monetize the amount of time it takes before like the lyrics, the lyrics come in. Right. You know what I mean? like, on several yeah. of these songs, it's been like because we're twenty eight seconds, and for a pop song, it's like it's pretty that's, long. That's crazy. Still no lyrics. I know, right? Minute 16. Minute 20. Do you have anything on this, Miss Lily? Uh, Well, you guys stole my thunder on it. Uh, Inspired from Russia's Xanadu. It really? No way! Yeah, that's what it said in all the notes that I've read. Oh, (laughs) wow. 
Okay, nice. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Bestbeg, why don't which time we give Lily the old in and out? Uh, oh, since you know no you more. guys have to freaking talk about them every time. Ed's like, I don't care. I'm playing a solo at the beginning of the song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do what I want. It is called Van Halen, after all. What's <laughs> <laughs> the name? a great groove it's called mm-hmm. in and out of course what do you got lily um so it's it's exploring the themes of desire fleeting experiences the pursuit of pleasure it's supposed to like i guess talk about their hedonistic lifestyle on the road and their rebellious spirit and that's all i got uh-huh. mm, surprise they wrote about partying <laughs> now we're like in king crimson territory right. yeah right <laughs> this, is like, this is weird Thirty seconds. Wow. <laughs> that was actually quick for South. <laughs> Man on a mission, right, Lily? What, what do you got on this one? Got uh, this is about knowing what you want sexually. More attracted Ooh. to the girl next door Ooh, than my. the movie star. So he's more of a Marianne than a ginger. Ooh, good for him. <laughs> oh my oh, god, that's, that's awesome. God bless him. Oh, that's Van Sam Halen. Boy. Sing about sex? No. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait a minute. I think there's something at the beginning of this. No. Hey, come on, man. Hey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the dream is over. Wake up. It's time for dreams.
Wow. <laughs> Don't bore us. <laughs> Free chorus. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the reason I, I want to hear the chorus for a second because I want to point something out about it. Okay. Here we go. So it becomes this kind of like lilting, pretty thing, but it starts like the whole first two minutes is really like, you know, really kind of angry sounding and everything. I just thought that was one thing that was very interesting about this song. Do you have anything written down about it? Um, well, it is angry sounding because it's supposed to represent frustration from the kids in the 80s because what was the 80s? Power, money, greed, the whole yep. thing. So yep. that's they were afraid they were getting nothing later. Well, was that, over. well yeah, they didn't. They, and they didn't. They got grunge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Congratulations. So stuck with this. It's a grunge. <laughs> and we all know this one, of course. Of course. Never heard it before. Lies. <laughs> I want Crystal Pepsi now. Shh. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Um, this has this... Um, Award-winning music video. It's right now, mm-hmm. of course, and we know it, we all know what this song is. Sideways. Um, this was a uh, uh, something that Ed had for a while, mm-hmm. and even before, like um, before Sammy was in the band, they were when they after David left. The, he was this was some idea he was toying around with. Some, what some people don't know is that in that time he was considering doing an album where he would have different singers on each song. Right. You know how like That's Santana's cool. yeah. Yeah. doing that? Yeah. Right. And, like uh, Tony Iommi released a record where he did that. It's like it would have been kind of an interesting thing. It would have been too but then you have to go on tour and like who's gonna sing? Exactly. Right, you know yeah. right. Exactly. Uh, but one of the people they were talking they wanted to work with was Joe Cocker. And this was something that he wrote with kind of Joe Cocker in mind. Oh, okay. He didn't have the lyrics to it. Yeah. But he had the music um for it. Um some of the other people that were considered for the that he wanted to sing on the album, he was a big fan of Patti Smith. Mm. Yes, That's I remember cool. that. Yeah, and wanted her to sing on the. In fact, he was trying to uh, pull her away from her band and say, "Why don't you front Van Halen?" And she was like, <laughs> "It's like, not no. gonna fly. <laughs> no. It's not gonna fly." Like, of course, she could sing the songs, but it just no, it wasn't gonna be right, the right, right aesthetic for the group at all. Another person that was being considered that he he was sort of thinking he would ask was Phil Collins. Huh. Phil was that been interesting. At that time. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? like, he's like thinking I would like do a record with all these like great singers that I really like, and you know. But then they ended up working with um, with Sammy Hagar, and the rest, as they say, is history. Is, is history. Uh, what, do you have anything else on this? Um, uh, Kevin mentioned Crystal Pepsi. Uh, they Pepsi had actually <laughs> bought the rights to this song, so they were going to use it with or without them. So they just decided to do it uh, and just take the sellout name calling. Yeah, who cares. It's money. Right? Um, I heard I heard Sammy Hagar interviewed about that in Musician Magazine, and he was like, that was exactly what he said. Well, they they own the song, right. so we figured we might as well make the money. Like, why uh-huh. why sit here and be pissed off instead and not get the money? Instead, and have another band. Yeah, exactly. Do a shitty version right. of it. Now everybody knows it. Now Van Halen, like the Who, right? <laughs> is like everywhere. You know, yep. so it's, there's a, there's not there's this not necessarily uh, a bad thing. Um, it is um, like a staple of rock. I mean, it's like it's definitely one of their absolute mm-hmm. what top five songs. Yeah, that for they, sure. That yeah. They have yeah this jump. 
you know, there's a handful that were just like, one of the things that, and I haven't found anybody else addressing this, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but this, the, the fucking radio single of this uh-huh. has no guitar. What? Really? It's Van Halen. <laughs> like, uh, they took, they completely they took the guitar off. off. Yeah. Yeah, when they, yeah, for the, the radio single has no, um, I, not the MTV video, but the, but the radio single, they removed the guitar from the mix because, and it's just like during that guitar solo, it's just this, right. this right here, it's the piano's just kind of going and that's, that's huh. all that it is. I guess I didn't and even notice it. It doesn't make any sense, like, were people really that afraid of hearing like electric guitar? Like, I was like, it's Van fucking Halen. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, um, oh, you know. A Phil Collins song, you know, with it with it gets like a heavy guitar right. part. Maybe we, maybe his fans wouldn't, you know what I mean? Know mm-hmm. what was going on if they heard a crazy guitar. It's not that at all, you know. Now it's it is Van Halen, so I never really, I was always like very ooh, cr- I thought it was very cringe, <laughs> you know. But again, they weren't controlling, probably really controlling right. a lot of stuff like that. So they, you know, what are you going to do about it? Uh, brilliant, brilliant. And then we have this little ditty right here. This is this is a nice little ditty. <laughs> this is three sixteen. What do you have, Lil? Um, it was named for March. The March 16, 1991 birthday of Eddie's song, Wolfgang, who uh, later did play as bass player in the band. Um, it, uh, it it's predates his birthday because they have used it, um, the beginning of his guitar solo on li- Live Without Annette. Is it Live Without Annette or Live Without Annette? Yep. Live Without Annette. Um, and it was originally written for 5150. So, so pretty cool still. Interesting. It's like a little ditty. A little D. But not like about Jack and Diane. No, no. 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 <laughs> Definitely and not. And then finally, we close out the album with a total banger. Uh-huh. I mean, this is a total rock banger. Anthem. I hardly know her. <laughs> Mr. Pittsburgh, we've been kind of, we've been forgetting about you. Do you have, would you like to say something? No, no, I'm, I'm right in agreement with you. Okay. Quiet today. Uh, but this is a, um, this is another <laughs> one. Quiet today? I'll fix that. <laughs> Okay, like a giant like anthem, uh-huh. hands in your air, hands in the air. Yeah, uh, like I bet right care. now you guys are some rock station mm-hmm. somewhere that is maybe several that are playing this oh, right yeah. now. Of course, <laughs> no <laughs> like, doubt. This is, yeah. this is a. I mean, this is a. This is a total classic. And um, you know, they had to put it somewhere on the mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. It's the last song. 
Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, guy, what do you, you got it, something it, on this? It ends uh, well. Uh, it features a riff that was first heard on a studio recording during the outro of the 1984 Jump. And however, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. on bootle- however, on bootleg and official but unreleased recordings of Van Halen's um, concerts during the original David Lee Roth era, the riff can sometimes be heard uh, being played at the end of Dance the Night Away. Ah. 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 Oh. Interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. Very interesting. Fascinating. No, no talk about why they put it last on the record? No, you, I, I'm assuming you know. I don't. No, no. no. I don't. Oh, I, don't. Well, I actually don't know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't who knows? I Hold on, let me see here. I know. Um, I have some stuff on Pound Cake Spankton right now. But uh, Steve Lukather was on it. Oh, he's on it. What's he doing on it? He's backing vocals. Oh. Interesting. So, yeah. He, um, uh, it's just that I think that like in an album, this album has a lot of kind of ups and downs uh-huh. uh, in terms Agreed. of the emotions. You know right, what I mean? Right, and yeah, there's yeah. like super intense. There's more, you know. Um, and I think that this is a super like a end on a real positive uh-huh. note. Like that's a it's a very uplifting song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not really, you know, Jace. standing on top of the world. You know. Um, it's called the song is called Top of the World, and yeah. when I tried to find it on Song Facts, I could not find that song. But there's like 20 other songs called Top of the World. You yes, the song by the Carpenters, Top of yep. the yes. World. Yes, looking. Sometimes I'll look at an album and I'll see a title of a song, and You're I'll like, think, oh. oh, they're covering that. But I right. did not think that when I saw this title. There could be another Hale's song with Carpenters. that title. Um, that would be hilarious, though. Yeah, my <laughs> new album we're doing, we're going to do the Carpenters. Um, <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some great articles. Um, there's, a, there's a website I would encourage y- y'all to check out. It's called Pro- uh, the Van Halen Project or ProjectEVH.com. Um, and it's got a, it's a sort of fan site for, for Van oh, Halen. Okay. You mm-hmm. can, yeah. you know, there's a lot of interesting articles there. Wikipedia, of course. Ultimate Classic Rock. Um, has a really great article on this album as well, and I'll put a link to it um, in the show notes. So yeah, I mean, um, they did the fir- the two albums before this and this album all were number one records. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so was Balance. And I always sort of thought wow. that Balance was kind of like yeah. on their way. Yep. You know what I mean? They were kind of like falling down a little bit. Then, but still, it was a it was a number it it, it, go, it was a number one album. I mean, you know what a you know. <laughs> what a legacy, you know. Mm-hmm. They do all mm-hmm. that work with with David Lee Roth, and, then, and you know nobody knows what are they going to do. They got a new singer, and like it's like a, we're Van Halen, fuck you, you know what I mean? We're going to do this. We're just going to keep going. Yeah, we're just going to keep going. Um, so good for Van Halen. We've talked many times about this being one of those few bands that changed like an iconic, not just the lead singer, mm-hmm. but like an iconic member, and complete were able to reinvent themselves with to great success. Yes. Um, that's very, very rare. You know, I don't, there's not many bands that can get away um, with, with that, you know. Uh, the other band that I that fared well uh, for a short period of time with a different lead singer was Black Sabbath when mm. they brought in Ron yeah. James. Right, so, yeah. You know what I mean? You got to get the right guy for the job. Um, okay, so we have some new and notables. We've we've discovered some new music that we want to um, share be, with you. Share witchins, share witchins is is so. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going. I keep clicking the wrong goddamn. Where are you there, going? Where are you going? I need to like, read. Holy, read. I, I, I know that's too small for my little eyes. Computer <laughs> magic. We we'll start with Mr. Pittsburgh. Here. Sure. All right. This is a band that maybe you guys maybe you heard of. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe, I don't maybe. know. 
Maybe some of you guys heard of <laughs> Carpenters. They're, they're, yes. We already talked about them. Oh yeah, they're a very lo- little heard known them, band obviously. called Pearl Jam. Oh, interesting. And um, this is a new track of theirs, Dark Matter. Not talking when he talks. Talking to Lily's mic. You know how long I've been wanting to talk into Lily's mic. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any information. If like there's a new album coming or something, but we're not seeing that, are we? Nope. No, not saying. But obviously, this was just re- this was just released today. 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 Hot off the press. Morning. Wow. 5.47 a.m. Oh. Released. Oh, Dang. Oh, yeah. That's probably <laughs> This is a band uh, that Lily uh, has introduced to the situation. Oh. Me now? Okay. Called, yes. called Ronin. <laughs> They're called Ronin. Hard rock band from Long Island, New York. Long Their Island. new album is Valak the, Valak the Defiler from Pavement Entertainment. No gimmicks, no trends, no nonsense, just rock. Check these guys crunching it up here. Obviously, they hang around Van Halen and <laughs> they don't have lyrics still <laughs> halfway into the song. <laughs> Um, where you can find Ronin Ronin Rock Band on YouTube. Easy peasy. And all the stuff Easy is there. Easy lemon squeezy. That's some that's some hot buttered shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Not again. Uh, <laughs> hot buttered shit. It's my favorite. <laughs> You're talking about butter shit? I'm talking about butter shit. But it's hot. But, 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 but it's hot. It's hot. This is a um yes? this, this is Guthrie Govan's band. You guys know who Guthrie Govan is? I don't no. think so. Guthrie Govan <laughs> no, is the guy that like makes Steve Vigo I'm not worthy. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. All right, let's hear this then. So we're going to hear a little bit of this. I don't know about all that. Um, uh-huh. 
But um, his band is called The Aristocrats, and this is called The Aristoclub. I believe all their albums are instrumental. I don't know what the ducks are about. I don't know either. Then he has a lot of ducks. Is, is the album called Duck? Yeah, I guess the album's called Duck. Okay. And why not? I like their logo. stuff right so cool, very yeah that's cool. fun you can check them out on like our that. new and notable list on youtube you know mr Boys. pittsburgh oh boy i can't believe this here but we i go. forgot about our new sponsor <laughs> i already can't stand you what's crack bitch is this butter word you dub savvy space you have syrup in your ears i said what's cracking <laughs> tell me what's the secret of your syrup recipe mama's flapjack juice is the only syrup on the market <laughs> that i pour directly it. out of my bulbous ass and look how Why? thick it is mama's fat cinnamon lotus Thick and rich. this slowly. The living syrup is thin and weak, and I'm pretty sure it'll give you cancer. Actually, Mrs. Butterworth is twice as thick as the other cereal. Mama's fat cinnamon load will make you wet in the ass. <laughs> Why? What have we so, done? That is our Why? new sponsor, uh, Mama's Flapjack Juice. Oh. Great. So, <laughs> we'll be, oh it'll be available on our website. Sounds so uh-huh. yummy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Comes in quarts. <laughs> I hate Five you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, Sick. Fuck. Oh, that was crazy, oh, man. Lord. Oh, Why? God. Someone needs to take the internet away from you. I, yeah, apparently. I, I can't apparently. be left alone for very long. No, I get in all no. kind of trouble. Bill Dami- Damiano says, hey, stop by. What's up? Hey, what's up, Bill? Hi, Bill. Bill, maybe he's gone. He might be gone. He probably took, probably had to go wipe his... <laughs> Enough. Wipe up his flapjack. No, no, stop it. Stop Bill's it. Bill's flapjack. He still no, likes us. No, yeah. So, <laughs> clean that flapjack juice off. Yo. Um. Oh, so, anyways, guys. Um. I thought that went. I think that, that could a lot went a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't. He can't scrub Van Halen too much. I mean, God, you know, it's a great yeah, band. Just saying. I don't know. What do you think they? Uh, well, they can't do anything because Eddie's gone. But he's gone. Think, has there been a um, Eddie um, sighting? No, <laughs> like, like, a, like, Elvis? A, like a you know how they did with um, what's his name? A uh, tribute. Like, yeah, like a. There's so much for just the little bits I get. There's a lot of like not infighting, but just disagreements between who's going to do what and well whether whether or not uh alex wants to do anything and should wolfie be involved well, of course and, wolfie uh, should be involved with his fucking father wolfie's got his be, own band well, yeah but i think should, that like yeah. i'm not talking about like a tour i was just thought like just a tribute what's the guy's name from foo fighters taylor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like how they did that thing you know right. for him they did a what a one two night still thing waiting for the neil burt one um still well, waiting well yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, you know, so why there wouldn't be a Van Halen 
you know, I right, mean, tributes. tribute concert, yeah. you know, and brought, bring up all the people that, you know, loved Eddie. And you could, I mean, that's like a, oh my gosh. that'd be a guitar player's wet dream, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. You know? Um, and Alex is around, it's both Sammy and Dave yep. are around. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Lanthony's still around. Like, there's no reason they couldn't, you know, put the, and then you have tons of guests. Yeah. Just have, you know, have everybody yeah. come up and, you know, and do something. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I'd go to that. I'd, well, I'd, I'd at least rent. You, it he'd on, watch it on TV. I'd, watch I'd, it on I'd, TV. I'd get it on. Trying to get him yeah. out is. Yeah. <laughs> like I, know, I know. I don't mind that the local shows are fine, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. No. I don't like those. Yeah. Not going to LA. We have to go and watch it on television. Yeah. Like I'm gonna. I can stay and watch it on TV. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, that felt magic. Good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> on that happy note. Very electronic. Hate everybody today. I know. Oh, guys. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Anything you no, want to say before we not wrap today. Roll out of here? Not, not today. today. Well, guys, don't forget, <laughs> while you're getting your mama's flapjack juice, I you go to, to rockgradradio.com and download the free app. So while you're enjoying some mama's flapjack juice, you can listen oh. to some great music programming 24-7. Yeah. Don't forget to check out Wolf's Custom Wolfie. for our uh, artwork, uh, custom artwork done on your musical instruments. Sure. And LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is our website. Uh, Lily V6, good to have you uh, have you back at least for one episode. Yeah, we'll at least be talking one. a few more um, guys. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, anything else? Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we're gonna have a good show tonight. Oh, I was supposed to say that at the beginning. Yeah, oh, work yeah. On that. you can work that up. You can work Man. that up first time. All right, guys. On behalf of uh, Lily, oh Lily, plug your um. Yes. Oh, I have a whole show going on on Rock Rage Radio. It's on Thursday nights. Hot licks with Lily six six to eight p.m. And we're doing the thing. Yep. And I do have interviews coming up. Nothing exciting this week, but I have all new music this week, so check it out. Noise. Okay, Rock Rage Radio. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. All right, guys, on that happy note, and on behalf of the uh, staff here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, we wish you a great week. Keep rocking, and we'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah. <laughs>